0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, where I as a psychologist and priest examine the gospel. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to understand the gospels and seek out a deeper understanding of the teachings. Today's podcast focuses on the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 1 to 8. This gospel will be proclaimed on Sunday, December the 10th, 2023. Today's gospel introduces John the Baptist. We know a lot about him, but there's still a lot more we'd like to know. His mission was to prepare the people to receive Jesus. His birth was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, chapter forty, verse one to five, verse nine, and Malachi, chapter three, verse one to five. Jesus quotes Malachi in Matthew, verse eleven, chapter, pardon me, chapter eleven, verse ten, which suggests Jesus recognized John the Baptist as the one prophesied in Isaiah be the forerunner of of the Messiah. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, recounts Jesus' words, Truly I tell you, among those born of women has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Very high compliment. We know a little bit about the personal life of John. His mother, Elizabeth, was a cousin or close relative to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Very likely, Jesus and John knew each other growing up. At the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel asked Mary to be the mother of Jesus. What many people may not know is that there's a very similar Annunciation uh, six months ago when the angel Gabriel asked Zachariah if he would be the father of John the Baptist. Zachariah messed things up when he was reluctant to follow through on the angel's instruction to name the child John. I have to admit, I'm curious why the angel went to Zachariah instead of his wife Elizabeth, considering she was the one that was going to be carrying the child. There is no indication that John was married. We know he had disciples, and even directed at least two of his disciples to follow Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 36 to 38. Some scholars maintain that John belonged to the Essenes, a semi ascetic Jewish sect, which expected a Messiah and practiced ritual baptism. John used baptism as a central symbol of his pre-Messianic movement. John had the title of the Baptist because he was baptizing in the Jordan River. John wasn't the first to have the concept of ceremonial washing away of sins. In the Jewish faith, there are many rituals for washing away sin. John's baptism would be theologically closer to the sacrament of reconciliation rather than baptism. I do acknowledge, though, that baptism does have an aspect of, of cleansing. Most biblical scholars agree that john baptized jesus jesus comes to john and is baptized by him in the river jordan the account describes how jesus emerging from the water he sees the heavens open and the holy spirit descending upon him like a dove and he hears a voice from heaven that says you are my son the beloved with you i am well pleased john was very different from jesus he wore clothing made out of camel hair and lived in the desert His diet was strange as well, eating grasshoppers and honey. He had the unfortunate habit of challenging authority. In today's language, he spoke his truth to power. Unfortunately, this habit cost him his life. According to the New Testament, John was sentenced to death and subsequently beheaded by Herod around 30 AD because John had criticized Herod for divorcing his wife and unlawfully marrying Herodias, the wife of his his brother Philip. Herod liked to listen to John and was reluctant to have him executed because he feared him knowing John was a righteous and holy man. We see this in Mark chapter 6 verse 17 to 20. On a side note, John the Baptist's head is considered to be a relic by many, so much so that there are four different locations in the world are said to provide the final resting place for the head of John the Baptist. Who knew It appears John was quite successful in his ministry. We have crowds drawn to him, even when he was not easily accessible in the desert. As I mentioned, we even have the Pharisees going to see him in the desert to check out if he is, in fact, the Messiah. I'm not sure why the Pharisees were so concerned. Even today, Christians still respect John the Baptist for his zeal and his extraordinary life. But Christians are not the only ones recognizing John. He is one of the 25 prophets mentioned in the Quran. Both the Quran and the Bible mentions John's birth and his lifestyle. I want to shift gears as I come to a close. I have focused on the history. I now want to focus on how John's life impacts us today, 2000 years later. John's message is very similar to the call to be alert, which we heard in earlier scriptural passages and podcasts. We can look to John for ways to prepare ourselves to celebrate the birth of the Messiah. John's focus on spiritual cleansing is noteworthy. Acknowledging our shortcomings, our need for forgiveness, is not to humiliate us or to be negative, but rather seeking truth about ourselves. We have made mistakes, we have drifted away from our values, and we are frequently in need of a spiritual overhaul. I urge you not to have your faith based on repentance, but to recognize that this is the first step towards conversion. Recognizing that we are creation in the making allows us to recognize others on the path of creation. Hopefully, an awareness of our own need for forgiveness will inspire us to forgive those who have hurt us. It is worth noting that John, whose birth like Jesus was prophesied in the Bible, could be so humble it was a genuine humility because it arises from a genuine understanding and acceptance of who he was. There was no pride or envy. He clearly knew who he was and what his mission would be. His famous quote from John chapter 3, verse 30 to 31, I must decrease, he must increase. Despite his success as a prophet, he never lost sight of his mission. We hear more about, him, uh, hear more about this in next week's podcast when we hear... That he was approached by the pharisees who were seeking clarification on who he was except for the clothes and diet john can be a role model for us he was not intimidated by power he was focused he did not have an overdeveloped ego he could be humble and receptive to the will of god in his life i don't think his life was easy and i'm sure he had his trials and concerns john's role to prepare the people to receive jesus is important to note I invite you to reflect on the people in your life who prepared you for life and especially prepared you to receive your faith. Our faith is built on the shoulders of those who have gone before us, who have shared their wisdom and their experiences. Most likely you are thinking about your parents or mentors, spiritual directors and teachers, and there may be others, and I urge you to reflect on those experiences. I wonder if those people know their impact on your life. Did you ever tell them? I also suggest you reflect on people you have been helpful to. Is it possible that you've had an impact on someone else's life and you're not aware? I suspect there are people out there who you have had a positive impact and you don't know it. It's tangible, in a tangible way, you are sharing in the ministry of John the Baptist. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time that you have heard my podcast and are interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my first podcast where I outline my approach. Every Sunday, I release a new podcast for the following Sunday. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions on how I can make this podcast even more effective, please let me know. You can reach me by email at peter.doherty, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, o m i at gmail.com so that's peter doherty o m i at gmail.com take care and god bless